Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, Snowbageddon 2020. Are you ready for this? <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I have my ice melt. I have my laptop in case I have to work from home. Got all my groceries today and I bought every bottle of water that I could find at the store. Costco is cleaned out. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Why is Seattle so freaked out about one to three inches of snow? Just traces <laughs> of snow. I don't understand that. I just Because they can't forecast the weather correctly. One in- it could be one inch. It could be one foot. <laughs> it's I so I just I just don't get it. I did not prepare. I did not go to Costco. I did not go to Trader Joe's. I did not go to any grocery store. I have salads and Mm -hmm. water from my house. So Mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't know. People just go crazy. I don't understand Mm -hmm. why they go so crazy in Seattle for just a couple inches of snow. It just, I don't get it. You know, the worst thing is the school district. If there's Mm -hmm. just even like a little bit, not even, if there's not even snow, it's just like, frost mm-hmm. it's a three-hour delay like, oh. i don't i don't understand it why do seattle why is seattle just not prepared for this well i can i can answer that question <laughs> seattle's not prepared for it because like you know when you live on the east coast and you're used to like feet and feet of snow and it's no big deal right uh seattle actually doesn't have the infrastructure to deal with it they've acquired infrastructure over the last 10 years remember that 2008 debacle I don't know Mm -hmm. if you remember. That one was really bad. I was actually in Hawaii when that happened. And thank goodness I had a lot of heating oil to keep my cat warm. But um, they've had to acquire a lot of infrastructure over the years, and they're still not quite there. So part of it is not not having the right stuff to to deal with it, right? So you said 2008. Mm -hmm. It's now 2020. They Mm -hmm. had 12 years to Mm -hmm. fix this correction and they still haven't fixed this correction. Well, there are also budget cuts in that time. There was a great recession. (laughs) No, but totally, I I totally hear you. My point is the government had 12 years to fix this thing Mm -hmm. and they still haven't fixed it. They're better than they used to. You know, it's funny because the school thing I agree with because I have a kid, right? And so it's really difficult to plan around like, how am I, you know, like how can I commit to going to work when like the school district doesn't know what's happening? But like even now, you know, I thought it'd be easier when my kid was in high school and he can just get himself there. But I'm like even more worried now of like having a sheet of ice for him to like ride his bike on, right? Kind of bananas. So I don't know. Last year, my niece had classes all the way through July 1st. Mm-hmm. He was still going oh, to school wow. since July 1st. Yeah. Oh. How stupid is that? That's, I don't know, just idiotic. I don't, I don't know how much you guys had out there. We had 20 inches in Seattle last year. That was a wreck. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of snow, but yeah, you, I don't know, just <laughs> nonetheless. Welcome to our show, everyone. This is Seattle Foodie Podcast. She's Monica, and I'm Nelson. This is episode seventy. Monica, we only have one recap, but mm-hmm. before we go in the recap, I think we would be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about a new opening out in Beacon Hill. It's Musong. It's finally open. After a period of soft opening, Melissa Miranda's Musong in Beacon Hill officially had their grand opening last Thursday, January 9th. Congratulations to Melissa and the rest of the Musong team. And if you haven't heard it yet, make sure you listen to our interview with Melissa on episode 11 of our podcast. Absolutely. And guys, just be aware, there are no reservations, so you all need to stand in line. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's okay. My my friend was back in Portland. She was like, "What reservations should I make in Portland?" I told him, "Like you can't make any reservations in Portland. Why are you making reservations in Portland?" <laughs> right? Like, where are these reservations? <laughs> I've been living under a rock for all these years. There's no, you can't make reservations in Portland. Why Why are you asking me to make reservations? I don't understand. So yeah. <laughs> Musong can't make you can't make reservations Musong so I saw people lining up early really yeah. early yeah one and a half hours early on grand openings for if sure if you want to get into that hot restaurant make sure you wait okay Monica like I mentioned we do have one recap that was just yesterday tell us about that one well Trophy Cupcakes just opened their sixth location in Quien and Annie Eats Food invited the foodie fam over this weekend they, for us, they made the cutest cupcakes, macarons. Well, they're always cute, but, you know, I'm just like, oh, it's for us. <laughs> uh, birthday cake lattes and Italian sodas. Nelson, what do you get to try? I got to try the, the Italian sodas. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that they made drinks. I did go to the one in Bellevue, and they do have the champagne on tap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, so I've had that before. And they've had some savory stuff in mm-hmm. the Bellevue location, too, as mm-hmm. well. But I've normally just picked up cupcakes just for friends mm-hmm. and family and parties. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I knew about their coffee drinks, but I didn't know they did Italian sodas. And so they, they're they're just adorable and they're very sweet and uh, a really nice treat uh, for the cupcakes. You know, they made us these uh, Seattle Foodie Ohana cupcakes and those were adorable. And in addition to those, I had a salted caramel cupcake and it was mm. such a sweet way to start a Saturday. So... Trophy Cupcakes, been in the business over 10 years, sixth location. Y'all need to check it out. Yeah. Jennifer was awesome. She was actually at the event, Mm -hmm. told us a little bit about her story. It was really fun. I've never met her before. That was the first time I've ever met her. She is awesome. I got the raspberry almond tart. It was a a gluten-free almond cupcake Mm -hmm. inside when I bit into it this morning. Uh, yes, I ate a cupcake this morning. Mm. <laughs> it was uh, the raspberry filling inside was phenomenal. Yeah, mm. and Monica, yeah. your your son was there. Uh-huh. What did your son get to take home? Uh, he just took home one of the regular cupcakes because he actually ate one in store. And I was surprised because uh, he had, to, you know, he could basically choose any one that he wanted. And I thought for sure it would be salted caramel, but he actually chose the vegan one because I think I've told you before. My son is a big fan of vegan baked goods i'm not sure why uh but it's been like that for many years and so often when given the choice he'll opt for for vegan cupcakes in particular so that's what he had and he said it was really good in a couple of years when he's in college and he tells you mom i'm vegan you'll know why (laughs) it was the vegan cupcakes (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. him eating all those vegan desserts there's a reason why monica (laughs) (laughs) there's a reason why yeah. No, he really likes the chicken I made. I had to make like two pounds of chicken this week just for him. <laughs> well, kids can change in four years. I'm just totally. letting you know now. Totally. totally. <laughs> Upper Queen Anne and Trophy Cupcakes, right nearby Molly Moon's. So I can see some collaborations coming around there. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. All right. Well, we have four events this week. Let's move on to those. Monica, I'll start it off. Mm-hmm. And... On this Thursday, Gorilla Pizza Kitchen is back doing their monthly pop-ups. January 16th from 6 p.m. to sell out at Captain Black's on Capitol Hill. That's 129 Belmont Avenue if you don't know where Captain Black's is. Cam Hannon, formerly of Supreme and New Luck Toy, will be slinging pizzas. So make sure you don't pass up on their roasted tomato pizza squares. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite because they are so good, Monica. We've had Gorilla Pizza Kitchen at the Bad Will Market out in Georgetown before. So Mm -hmm. we, we know what they taste like. Yep. 
I'm a big fan. Like I mentioned, I really like I really like their square pizzas. Their square pizzas are really exceptional. I like them too. And you know, I've only recently gone to Supreme. Well, because it's in West Seattle, but I never I had never been there when he was there. And so you're right. Like I love his pizza. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Their pizza's good. Mm-hmm. Actually, his is the only pizza I had with pineapple that I actually tolerated. <laughs> wait, wait. He makes pizza with pineapple? Yes, he did. He mm. made it. He made a <laughs> pineapple pizza with longanisa sausage. Yeah, mm. it's not it's not your normal Canadian bacon and pineapple. It was mm. with longanisa sausage. It actually worked. Yeah, I hate mm. to admit it because you know how much I hate pineapple on pizza. Uh, ditto. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I'll have to think about that one. <laughs> Guys, Italians never had pineapple on their pizza so why should we have pineapple on their pizza just saying hawaiians never had pizza on their pizza please stop (laughs) calling it that please stop calling it that we don't do that (laughs) not us (laughs) all right monica tell us about your first event for this show my first event is at Current Bistro. So on Tuesday, January 14th at 8 p.m., you can catch the first in the 2020 series of free, that's right, free cocktail making classes from Current Bistro. The theme for this class is zero proof and low calorie drinks, so you can enjoy a tasty beverage even if you're doing a dry January. So Nelson, are you going dry this January? Um, I did have some of your beer last night, so uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, w- I was going to say, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. If I knew you were trying not to drink, I would have said, no, Nelson, be strong, be strong. <laughs> it wasn't a thing I was making for January, okay. but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, classes are limited to six people and they're first come first serve. So be sure to get there a bit early. And you know, you're not just learning about um, how to make cocktails. You're, you'll actually get the recipes to take home with you. You'll get some swag from whatever distillery is helping to sponsor the event. And you'll also get a special discount to use at Current Bistro that night. Nelson and I, you and I, we both got to attend one of those classes and we've talked about it before, so we won't go into detail, but it's a lot of fun and very educational. I think it's very educational indeed. Really good classes. We got to take home a bottle of wine. So yes, there is some swag that comes with it. Mm-hmm. For sure. What's your next event, Nelson? Okay. All right, adults. Let all the kids visit the aquarium in the daytime with their field trips and mommy and kid trips. But when the night comes, it's all for you 21 and over. (laughs) On Thursday, January 16th, from 6.30 to 10 p.m., the Seattle Aquarium will be having their after hours event. And the theme is beach party. You have to explore the aquarium under a beach setting and listen to live music by Warren Dunes. There will also be a photo op with cast members of Hanu by the Sea. And food options, which include Kahlua pork, mac salad, grilled pineapple skewers, warm macadamia cookie sundae. That sounded really good. And there's mm. cocktails. Cocktails that like Pog on the Rocks and Brian Lee's Blue Hawaiian. That sounds good as well, Monica. Mm. Tickets are $25 and you can purchase them on eventbrite.com. I've never <laughs> heard of this after hours event before. This is This is interesting. It is, and it's called Beach Party, so I'm wondering why I wasn't invited, because, you know, I have a beach party every year. (laughs) You do. That's right. You do have a beach party every year. (laughs) (laughs) No, it sounds like a lot of fun, a really fun theme, and a really uh, great way for grownups to explore the aquarium. So, I think it's really fun. Like I said, 
usually the aquarium is marketed for children and to explore and touch you know starfish and all that but <laughs> to touch starfish and all that and I, th- I think it's fun and adults are people too monica i know adults are people too absolutely agree <laughs> agree we must be inclusive of everyone <laughs> yeah. so like i said if you want to get tickets they're 25 dollars at eventbrite.com Perfect. and monica ooh, this is a fun one because i'm a huge fan of star wars tell us mm-hmm. about your last event of the evening Last event is on Wednesday, January 15th from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Indulge Desserts is having a Star Wars theme party. And yes, Nelson, I do know that you are a big fan. Yeah. Oh, was that Chewbacca? Chewbacca? No. So you guys, <laughs> Chewbacca made an appearance on our podcast. <laughs> Holy cow. I- <laughs> Yeah. That's oh, sweet. yes. Yes. You, yes, Chewy. You, you sound yes, like Chewy. a sea lion. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those desserts sound really good as well, Chewbacca. Yes. I've got to get my brother to do his Chewbacca impression for you. I'll show you. We'll show you how it's really done. That one sounded like a sea lion for real. <laughs> you should have done that one for the beach party. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Moving on. So I hear they're going to have themed treats, which which is always great because I think that Star Wars is really great for desserts and baked goods. A photo boot, which is our favorite, specialty cocktails and more. And let's see, Indulge Desserts is located at 9003 35th Avenue Southwest. Monica, have you seen the latest Star Wars movie yet? I haven't. I have to say uh, the new ones don't really feel the same to me as the old ones and i've never really gotten into them i've tried i just don't feel the same pull that i do and and that's different but like with star trek it's totally different like i'm totally on board with the new stuff but star Mm -hmm. wars i couldn't ever really get there um did you like it as a big star wars fan i still like the originals that i agree with you Mm -hmm. Uh, the new ones just they just really don't hit me as much but Yeah. yeah but luckily i have disney plus Oh. I've been rewatching. I've been rewatching all of the original Star Wars. So that, yes, I didn't know you had Disney Plus. What yes, I do. Know, are you yeah. one of those people who are sharing it with eighteen people, or are you just being a grown up and paying for it? Well, I do have two nieces, so they do need to be entertained because I just can't entertain them all day. So I do have to throw <laughs> on some Disney Plus for them. No, I hear you. I hear you. No, I don't have Disney Plus, nor do I share it with anyone. So. <laughs> Okay. I just, I didn't know that. It's news to me. So yes, I do share it. I share it with my family. I go in on with my brother and my family. Yes. So we do share it. Cool. That's still a small group though. I mean, like people start splitting it up into like shares. It's just like, guys, it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) You mean sharing is not, sharing the accounts are not big, not a big deal. You don't, you guys don't share like your Netflix account or any other streaming accounts. I don't share my Netflix with anyone. Really? Okay. But this does take Take me back to when Netflix first came out and how sharing evolved. And, you know, Netflix did a great job of just saying, okay, we we acknowledge that this is a thing. So this is how we're going to do it. But Mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of how Netflix evolved a little bit. But no, I don't share my Netflix account with anybody. Yeah, I think the Netflix plan allows me to share it with four maximum people. But you can only stream it on two devices at a time. Yeah. It can be an issue sometimes because I'll get I'll get texts and say, from other people saying like, I was like, is someone on your Netflix? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. <laughs> yes. 
It's me and another person. So you're going to have to wait for it. You're not paying for it. I'm paying for it. So yeah. You guys create this calendar when you make appointments for it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So no, not only, I only share accounts now with one specific person and that's mm-hmm. my be- my best friend and then mm-hmm. a fa- and then my family that's the only yeah. people i share with everyone yeah. else is like i don't know you i don't <laughs> i don't know you i don't i don't know you and i don't care to know you if you want to mm-hmm. if you just want to hop onto my account don't, don't yeah don't for sure <laughs> <laughs> okay no i'm learning a All lot right. today uh let's go back to indulge desserts what, yeah. what kind of desserts are you imagining for the star wars theme I'm imagining cute cookies, sugar cookies decorated. Um, I'm hoping for some lovely cupcakes with some Star Wars themes and uh, maybe some goodie bags. I mean, that would be a really nice thing. Yeah, that sounds fun. That's like something I would want to check out. Absolutely. Okay, Monica, that's it. Four events. They're all actually the cool thing is it's not all on the weekend. It's spread out through the entire week. Yeah, I like that. Like I said, if there's zero to one inch of snow, you should be able to make it out for these snowmageddon events. <laughs> <laughs> zero to one inch. I like how you say that. So, wow. So judgmental. <laughs> oh, I'm not leaving the house all week. <laughs> you know, I don't understand. Why do you need five bags of kale, people? Why, why is why is the kale section all sold out in Trader Joe's? Why, people? I don't understand. Because kale is very durable and versatile. You can make kale soup. You can have salads. You can eat them as wraps. You can put them in smoothies. I mean, you can do a lot right. with kale. You can make right. chips. It warms up the house if you're baking. You need five bags of kale to last you for a day and a half. I'm just, no, that's just... you, need, you need two bags of kale and three for the ones that you burn in the oven. Oh I know this God. from experience. I burn <laughs> kale chips so... all the time. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> Who has yeah. time to sit there and watch the kale chips bake? I mean, that's like such a huge commitment. I can't just sit there staring at the kale. <laughs> <laughs> and like one minute it's fine. And then the next minute they're completely burnt to a crisp. It's like that meme that they do. It's just like, here's, here's an Asian person at 59 years old. They look really young and beautiful. Here they're, here they are at 60. Now they look really old. That's how kale chips are. <laughs> I had no idea. I just usually buy it from the bag. I just, I just buy it from the bag and we're good to go. So, but yes. <laughs> Okay, Monica, we do have one guest this week. This is a fun one because I got to sit down with her. Our guest today is our friend and foodie, Boba Eggs, Reda Ali. She is the youngest guest we've had on our podcast to date, but she is wise beyond her years. Monica and I first met Reda when she invited us to a tasting out in Finney Ridge. I was so I'm in, I'm so impressed by the palette that she has mm-hmm. for being so young and she's such a gifted photographer. We had a great time talking about food and of course boba because that's in her <laughs> username. Here's our interview with Reda Ali. All right, Seattle, I am with probably the youngest guest we've ever had on our Seattle Foodie podcast, Ms. Boba Eggs, aka my millennial translator and BTS translator. <laughs> Reda Ali, how are you, Reda? I'm good. How are you? Good. Okay, I have to ask, how did you come up with your username, Boba Eggs? I just really liked Boba. Like I was in the period where I just kind of got introduced to Boba, so I was kind of obsessing over Boba. And then the popping Boba, it looks like fish roe. So I just kind of combined the two because I was trying to come up with something cool 
but it kind of ended up kind of weird, so boba eggs came to be. Okay. <laughs> okay, speaking of boba, because you are like one of the bubble tea boba specialists, what do you look for in good boba? And you've cooked it before, right, at home? Okay, so tell us about that. So I look for a couple of things. I look for price, I look for quality, I look for taste, variety, and customer service. And okay. That's like five things. So uh-huh. like quality, so it, there should be like high quality ingredients. The sugar, it should be real sugar syrup, preferably organic, so not refined, no fructose, because fructose is really bad for you. So places like drive through where they use real sugar syrups, organic sugar, those are the high quality places using real milk instead of creamers, no non-dairy creaming powder, because those are so bad for you. And then like using real fruits, not fruit syrups and stuff, and then actually cooking your boba, making everything from scratch. Those are the kind of things. Okay, so what goes in like the actual boba, the actual tapioca? Tapioca, it's basically just tapioca starch and sugar cooked together, so uh-huh. it's pure calorie. Okay, is it hard to make at home? It is, because it takes a lot of time, because you have to cook the balls. So you have to like actually make the batter that makes the balls, and then you have to cut those. And if you want to make them like actual circles, you have to shape each piece by yourself. Mm-hmm. So And then you have to boil that, and that takes like about an hour or so if you want to get it actually soft. So it takes a really long time, because like most boba shops that make their own boba, like Onezo in Canada... They have a machine that does all that for you, so it makes it a lot easier. So you're one of the, I'll call you a young Seattle foodie. How did you create your Instagram account? What made you decide you wanted to do a food account? So like at UW, generally in the beginning of the quarters or like the beginning of the year, they'll have like food trucks, free samples of foods for like companies trying to like siphon off money off young college students. One of the companies was Odwalla, so I had two Odwalla bottles and like I was already taking pictures of my food. Just that day, I don't know, it was like an epiphany moment. I just took a picture of the Adwala and it was so beautiful. I was like, I need to share these beautiful Adwala pics with everybody. And just the passion for the Adwala just blossomed and I to share it with everybody. It wasn't like the green food, was it? Or was it? Hey, one of them was, was the it? green one. I didn't like the green one. That one my friend gave me, but it was also the mango one. The mango tango is the best. So, UW student, let's talk about that. Give me some cheap eats around. Cheap eats? Yeah. So dessert-wise, Seafruit Life, they have like the cheapest boba. Shan noodle is really cheap. It's like 8 to $9 for like a huge plate of noodles. Jack in the box. <laughs> Sultan's is a really good place. Aladdin's gets all the hype because it's on all the memes. But Sultan's has an amazing B Sharma. It's $7 and you get a combo with like fries, salad, or rice. And you can make it like 8 or $9. And it just tastes divine. It's just like pure beef fat oil wrapped in a thin pita, so good. How much time are you spending on the app? I mean, how much time do you guys go out and eat on the app as a UW student? Um, I think quite a bit, cause like in college you don't have a lot of time to like make food. So we tend to like go there a lot, especially in finals week, that's like basically where you live. Uh-huh. But I'm trying not to eat, like you guys bought me an pot, <laughs> so I'm gonna try and use that. I've been looking at recipes, so maybe uh, like every few days. Yeah, every few days. That's more than me on campus. I hated leaving campus, but this is like a long time ago. So. But the campus food sucks. What? It's so bad. The hub fried rice is amazing. Don't, Don't they still not, have the hub so fried bad. rice? Their fried rice is so bad. Oh, I used oh, to eat that. I used to live off of that every day. No. Yeah. Let's oh, go to the hub. Yeah, let's grab a big plate of fried rice. That's what I get. <laughs> so how would you describe the current Seattle food scene? I would describe it as a burgeoning, how do you pronounce it, late bloomer because... We are getting some foods that maybe Portland might not be getting or like some like mm-hmm. 
miscellaneous spaces we're not getting, but we're like really lacking behind like all the bigger cities like Vancouver or LA or New York. We're not bad. Like I'm glad I l at least live here. We definitely could get better. Favorite spots that you like so far oh that you've God, been enjoying? Really. GH Pasta is like one of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> I think I've talked about them a lot because it's really cheap pasta. So, but it's also like the best pasta I've ever had. And then Kokaku, I really like Japanese food, so they're a Japanese steakhouse. All their Wagyu is like amazing, and it's like, especially during Seattle Restaurant Week, it's deals. <laughs> and then recently, Iconic, oh my god, Japanese Italian fusion is like the pinnacle of food happiness. It's so good, like foie gras, if you haven't had foie gras. That <laughs> so good. So, okay, I'm not allowed to swear on this, right? <laughs> I'm not allowed to swear, but that's okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'll, I'll beef it out. It's, it's totally fine. <laughs> For being so young, how do you have such a sophisticated palate? Because I'm telling you, when I was your age, it was literally Jack in the Box or, like I said, Panda Express or something. Well, I like Panda Express. China Express at like Safeway or something or just the frozen food section. How did you become such a foodie at such a young age? sophisticated palate but I do think I like good food and like I think it's partially because my parents are really good at cooking so their food is so good I eat out and the food isn't even like nearly or as good as it so I'm like why am I eating this my parents have always given me good food so I expect good food mm -hmm. and then there's this one anime that also really like piloted my dive into higher class food it's called Shokugeki it's like a Japanese anime where they like cook off and like cook these amazing foods and that like taught me so much about the world of high class cuisine that I've just been like... In anime form. Yes. Okay. And it actually teaches you so much and it's very interesting. You learn a lot about food. So that's one of the reasons I've been like trying to eat all the foods on there. Can you... Know, monkfish liver. I want to eat that. Monkfish liver. Yeah, okay. apparently it's really hard to carve that fish, be able to expertly carve that and apparently that liver tastes really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Would you I... ever eat that lethal blowfish that everybody talks about? Yeah. I don't know about that. That's kind of iffy. Like, I feel like there's so many other things I could eat. I'm just not about that <laughs> okay. edginess. All right. Because you said monkfish liver. I mean, but, that's... But I'm not going to die if I eat that. That's but, true. like, if I eat that blowfish, I could die. So, like, no puffer for me. <laughs> okay. We always ask this question, or I ask this question on a lot of interviews. If you have, like, a day, or someone asks you, I have a day and I want to spend it in Seattle, what, where would I go? But I'm going to give a little caveat here. If one of your other UW student friends says, Retta, we want to do a food crawl, where should we go? Okay, so you have what a student budget. You have a okay. student budget. <laughs> Tell us, what would we do? Starting from like, I don't know, breakfast or brunch and then go all the way down. Okay, for brunch, I would do Haymaker. I haven't been there, but their brunch looks hella good. For lunch, we would go to GH Pasta. And then for our second lunch, we would go to Kokaku. And then for early dinner, we would go to Baite, oh I guess, yeah, like a 3 o'clock dinner, do they have 3 o'clock? Uh -huh. Something like that. Baite, because it's like the cheapest omakase. And then for dessert, we go to Deep Sea Sugar. And then for dinner, we could go to Iconic and then finish off at Alpenstraw. Those are really good, not ballers on a budget there a type of thing. Good for one day. Like, I don't know, some of my college friends would eat bougie, but some of them wouldn't, so I guess it depends. But yeah, yeah not too all, much. all the while getting there through the metro, is that what we're doing it? Or? Yeah! <laughs> we can get there through bus. 
own Seattle. One of the questions I always ask is, what is Seattle lacking in terms of the food landscape? I like a lot of desserts, so I focus mainly, mainly on desserts. So like mm-hmm. some of the things I feel we're lacking, like we don't have chimney cake cones. Well, we, there's like one food truck that does it, but it's mm-hmm. like not really like a storefront. We also don't really have soft serve. Like we have a few places that do a little bit, like Homer does a little bit, and then like Susu is going to do soft serve, but they aren't established yet. So I feel like soft serve, chimney cones, and then like souffle pancakes. No one does souffle pancakes. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need kakigori, which is a Japanese shaved ice. So more shaved ice. Shaved ice is the best, but we don't have enough variety. So everyone goes to Snowy Village because everything else is like paling in comparison. Right. But I feel like there needs more variety. I agree. There isn't a place that does a souffle pancake or chimney cones. Last time I was had a chimney cone was... Well, I think it was in Vancouver, but the popular ones are always out in L.A. I totally agree. Any new places that you've bookmarked that you want to try recently that's been on your list that well, you've been wanting to Well, I've been wanting to, to go to Taneda, which is an omakase, because I've never been to an omakase, but I'm going tomorrow with Monica okay. and Monica. <laughs> <laughs> with, with my partner in crime, yeah, Moni B, and my money. Yeah. So that's fun. Like, I've never been to an omakase, and, like, apparently it's amazing. So we'll see. I went to Iconic, which I've been wanting to go yeah. to. I also want to go to like other Japanese restaurants. Like I know in Capital, there's so many. Like I know the people who do like the new Rondo and then Taneda and Tamari Bar. Mm-hmm. Are those the ones they own? Well, those look really good. Like Tamari Bar has the sushi tower and like the Wagyu beef. Do you gravitate towards Asian food, or is it just something that you've always is just there? Or? I do tend to gravitate towards Asian food, but now I've been also gravitating towards Italian and Asian food. I really like Japanese fusion, so I just really like Japanese food. I do tend to go with those. Has it been that recently, or has that always been like since you were in high school? Or um, yeah, I've always gravitated towards Asian food. I just feel like it's more familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Even though your parents never cooked it, though, right? Yeah, my parents don't cook it, but like in like my friend groups and the media I consume, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it's more present, so I'm like more exposed to it. So I like want to go try it. Awesome. Let's do some flashcards to end it all. Now you recently, like we said, you're a home cook. What's one ingredient you would never cook with? Pork. <laughs> so I don't eat it. <laughs> Favorite dessert? Shaved ice. Favorite pizza? Uh, truffle mushrooms. Ooh. Where can I get that? Well, serious pie, but I don't think they put truffles, but they have like truffle oil. Favorite poke? Seattle fish guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say it. No comment. Uh, <laughs> okay. This one's a hard one. Think about this a little bit. Your guilty pleasure. What's something you eat that you don't want people to know about? Boba. My friend recently shamed me greatly for drinking boba. He said the reason I have no money is because I drink boba. Because <laughs> I was asking him about stocks and like what I should invest in. He was like, just don't drink boba because that's the greatest thing. <laughs> um, that being said, I'm going to pause on the lightning question, lightning round because I want to know. Give me your top four boba spots top that you four. love. Okay, easy. In no particular order because they all have their own charms and best things they do. Drive through, recently opened Yan Tea, very unique drink that you don't have. Young Tea, and I'll leave it at that because I don't think anyone else adds up to those threes. Okay. Amazingness. Nice. Best sushi you've had in Seattle? don't really eat that much sushi. Like, I haven't had that much. I've only had, like, trashy bowls, so I'd say I like musashi. Okay. Musashis? Yeah. Well, and then this one. BTS or Psy? 
Sai is just one person. BTS is like seven people. BTS is seven amazing, talented people. Sai is. Sai works so much harder for being one person versus seven. I followed them since their beginning. They work so hard. They were pipping out songs about working hard for your dreams and not worrying too much about your grades, and that meant so much to high school Reda. That's like, oh yeah, follow your dreams, do what you want, don't worry about what society thinks, don't fall into the cliches of society. Such strong messages that no one else was sending off in our teenage years. Everyone else was singing about sex and drugs and love, and it's like they were getting real. How did you get into Korean K-pop? A girl in my seventh grade health class, she was really into it, so I started watching it. And it was, I don't know, I just liked it. It was pretty people dancing, mm-hmm. and it was funny because they would go on like shows and stuff. And from there, you started learning Korean too. Yeah, on your own. That was, I just like picked it up because I'd also watch K dramas, so just like watching with English subs, I'd pick it up. So I'm actually pretty good. Was that one of your dreams? Just go to Korea, South Korea, not North Korea, South Korea. Japan <laughs> is number one on my list. Okay. The food and Korea is somewhere down there. How's your Japanese compared to Korean? <laughs> Japanese is non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. I'm gonna end it on here. What? One last question. Where can we find you on social media? Boba S. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Anywhere else you can find it? No, Perfect. if you want to friend me on Facebook. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> All right, Boba Eggs, thank you, Retta. This was fun. Wilson. <laughs> All right. And that was our interview with Boba Eggs, Retta Ali. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. Monica, I'm so excited. She just had a birthday, which means. I can finally add her as another plus one to all of our 21 and over events. I know. Absolutely. And uh, she was so excited because she got to go get me a beer this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) She was so happy. She's all, thank you for letting me get you a drink. (laughs) It's like, what? She's so nice and so adorable. I just, I love her so much. You let her or you made her get her drink? No, that's what she she said to me. And I was just like, that's a really weird way to look at it. You know, because she said, oh, you let me, thank you for letting me buy you, get you a drink. I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, wait, you didn't pay for that, did you? (laughs) But yeah, she was just flexing that, you know, she had to bring out her ID and show it. And so it was an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I just, I just, I can't even say how much I love her. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's pretty much our show. I, Monica, do you have anything else to add before we I head don't. out? I don't. Short no. show. Short show. Short show. Short show. Short yeah. show. Short show. Short show. That's what I've always dreamed of. Short I know. Shows. We did it. We did it. Short yes. show. <laughs> no, I don't. Thank you for all you listeners for enduring through these 50 minute and 45 minute shows. <laughs> <laughs> we just always have so much information to talk about. All these recaps. It's just 2020 is just you know, just slowly ramping up. So I think it's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we talked about kale today cause we had some extra time yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> I had, I had no idea kale can turn on you so fast. I, kale can turn on you so fast. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> apparently the next time I make kale chips in the oven, I need to clean my oven window because I have to look yeah. at it really closely. <laughs> Oh, man. And then when I buy kale chips, I'm just like, they're so expensive, but then they're so perfect. And I'm just like, yeah. how many batches did they burn before they <laughs> That's why they're so expensive. They're burning half of them before they're <laughs> I get it now. I get it. 
So true. Well, you're going to have to get a lot of practice because in four years when your son becomes vegan, you're going to have to make <laughs> kale chips for him. I know. I know it. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's pretty much the end of our show. Monica, I don't think we have much planned this week. Nope. I don't. I have one event this Friday. I, I don't think you'll be able to make it because you'll be at work. It's a really early one. So yeah, for sure. Uh, I know that work thing gets in the way of so much food stuff. I'm mm -hmm. so bummed about that. <laughs> it's okay you know what i bet you there's going to be like a forecast of like traces of snow and they'll probably cancel the event. cancel it yeah it's going to be canceled yeah, just cancel the event yeah at the at the risk of having some potential snow for sure <laughs> one of these days things are going to get canceled because there's going to be snow in portland there's totally. snow in portland so um just in case we're going to cancel everything in seattle that's what's going to happen <laughs> Hey, it's so mm. funny because you're so chill about things, but I can see like this is really under your skin. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a this is a huge <laughs> issue for me. This is it. <laughs> this is a this is a really big issue for me. Twenty four hour fitness, you guys. It's called twenty four hours for a reason. So <laughs> did they I close early? Make, if I can make it out to the gym, how come you guys can't be open? That's all. That's all I'm saying. They closed it for two days last year, and oh, I was wow. just like, "What are you? Why?" And the roads were drivable. So mm -hmm. I don't understand. I just, I don't understand. So yes, this is a, this is a big issue for me. It's people in Seattle just freak out over just, just a little bit of tiny snow. And yeah. I, I just, I just, I don't understand it. It makes no sense. You know what I learned too, though? What's I basically, that? I basically learned like how you would be in like a zombie apocalypse. So mm -hmm. yeah, I sort of have this like mental team that I make up in Seattle about like who would be on my apocalypse team. And yeah. um, so, so you don't have stuff stocked. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm not sure. I got to find out more about Nelson if he has other qualities to be on the team. <laughs> Does he have weapons? <laughs> Does he have a boat? <laughs> I'm looking for somebody with a boat for my apocalypse team. Okay. <laughs> Monica, I hate to break it to you. I bring nothing to the table. Absolutely oh, nothing. No, you do. You bring great conversation and friendship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a people person. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you know me, I don't work well with others. I would rather just be by myself in the apocalypse. <laughs> when the apocalypse comes, mm -hmm. I have a better chance of surviving that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you guys just bring me down. That's all. <laughs> no, oh, okay. no, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just kidding. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. Stay out of that snow. Stay out of that snow, please. And happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.